Hello and welcome to episode three of The Stage Door. It's Rob Harris here and... Alex Mins. I uh, hope you're well. So this week we talk company, its cast and its brilliant story twist. And I finally saw Kinky Boots before it comes to an end, so we're going to be chatting about that. We've also got the latest West End news, including a very exciting Broadway transfer. Ooh. And we'll be taking a trip to Broadway and talk about a monster hit that's just opened... And also, I thought this week we would run through our top theatre annoyances, just because I like a good moan. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to get known for our moaning, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> right, come on then, though. Let's start off with what I know you want to start off with. Company. Come on, I know you've been wetting yourself to tell me about it. I have, I have, I have. So, uh, this is directed by Marianne Elliott. Uh, it's, of course, Company by Stephen Sondheim and George Firth legendary couple it's the comedy about life love and marriage sounds lovely main character in company is bobby this time however bobby is played by a female an actress called rosalie craig very becoming very famous uh, on stage at the moment and of course as you can imagine this turns the whole musical upside down so Uh, Most of the original cast uh, in the play who have for years and years and years been women are now men. So everybody, the the gender swap has taken place everywhere. The gender swap has taken place everywhere uh, and a little twist with one of the couples who are now a gay couple. Okay. Now, it doesn't sound so wrong to me that 35-year-old women would be kind of questioning life, love, etc, etc, like I know the production is about, mm. so... That's but... why, that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah, that is the answer. So okay. they, they must have got this and thought, let's turn it on its head a little bit, because obviously bringing back um, a Stephen Sondheim uh, musical is always a good thing, but yes. people try and freshen things up, and what a way to do it. And of course they went and sought permission from the legend himself of course, uh, to see whether they could do this, and inside information uh, also told me that he re-scripted some of it, because there are of course references to texting and messaging and stuff that wouldn't have been in the original. So, okay. so they took a, they've taken a look at the whole thing, or Marianne Elliott's taken a look at the whole thing, and basically turned it on its head, its head, and yeah. made it more contemporary. Exactly. Okay. All the same music is still there. All the legendary tracks are still there. I love being alive. That's like one of my favourite songs. It's a songs. very special song. Um, so yes, starring Rosalie Craig. Now the cast is another reason to go and see this show. Um, we are talking about Patti Lapone. Uh, fabulous. Who yes. is uh, a big Broadway star? Is yeah. she not? Um, and I was reading some stuff about her over the weekend, actually, in one of the newspapers about her huge falling out with uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber during the time she did Sunset Boulevard. Really? Yes. How intriguing. I love it. Yes. So if you want some gossip, read about some of her past um, appearances. It's quite a story. I'm, I heard her on Radio 2 this weekend and she did sound like a bit of a, a woman not to be crossed. Oh my God, she has points of view that she likes to get across and she's not scared to do it. No. And good on her. Yeah, I mean, what exactly? Why good not? Good on Why her. Not? She's in a position where she can do that and get away with it. But she is fantastic in this, a perfect part for her. Uh, Mel, as in Mel and Sue fame, is in this. Really? Yes. She plays Sarah. And I was a little bit, really? As well. Yeah. But she was brilliant. Was she? Yeah, her American accent her. was fantastic. Um, oh, we are also talking about Richard Fleishman starring in this. I don't know Richard Fleishman. You don't know Richard Fleishman? Mm, sorry. Google him, you'll know who it is. Okay. 
Um, very handsome man. Jonathan Bailey. Heard of Jonathan Bailey? I hadn't, but I recognised him. Okay. He was also very good. The cast is a roll call of top class West End stars, basically, and Patti Lupone. Okay. Um, music is fantastic. The staging is brilliant, and the twist in the story is is incredible. So do you know what? I'm going to go all out there and say it's one of the best things in the West End <gasps> at the moment. But we don't do reviews. Well, that's that's a good point. We don't do reviews. But from my point of view, someone who loves musicals, and I'm I'm not a huge fan of Sondheim, but I do like Sondheim, then you will love it. Okay. You will love it. Now, funnily enough, I did do a little bit of research for this because... Um, you say well, a little bit. You've written more or less an essay here. <laughs> I'm well impressed. Well, it was because I was listening to Stephen Sondheim and Patti Lapone on Radio 2 a couple of weeks ago, Graham Norton. And um, Stephen Sondheim actually said that he really wasn't that happy about it, the gender swap, Marianne Elliott's idea to, to do the gender swap. He, he just couldn't see it working, but he was such a fan of her work that he basically said, OK, that's fine, go ahead. But even Marianne Elliott has come back and said... You know, they had some very healthy debates about it. But he turned around and said, Marianne, I am a man and I am 88 and you have to guide me. I don't necessarily see the world in the way that you do. I mean, how open minded is that? No, that is. I mean, when you've got a piece that you you hold so close to your heart and you've studied an awful lot and written an awful lot, then, yeah, to hand it over to someone and do that is quite something. But yeah, as he says, he's 88. What have you got to lose? The world has changed. It has. It has. So go and see it. I think it's only running for a short amount of time. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's got a 12-week run. So if you can catch it, my prediction is that it will extend or or go somewhere else. Okay, I will get on that company boat. Thank you very much. Now, I went to go and see Kinky Boots because it is dancing its last dance, unfortunately. Um, Producers have announced that the Tony Award-winning hit musical um, will play its last performance on April the 7th next year. Now, at the time of its closing, the musical will have played 2,507 regular performances and 34 previews. It opened in 2013 on Broadway and it closes, obviously, in January, sorry, in April in the West End. Just trim that. Yeah, what's that? Uh, it closes in the West End in January. It closes on Broadway on April the 7th, 2019. Sorry, that's my... I didn't make that clear. Oh, okay. Opening? Okay. So shuts Broadway April 7th, shuts West End in January. Okay. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know why I did it that way around. Sorry. How should I end that? So at the time of its closing, the musical will have played 2,507 regular performances and 34 previews. It is closing in the West End in January and it is closing on April the 7th on Broadway. Now, I went to go and see it. It was packed. It the, the Full house. Was it really? Yes, yes in the actor's return, as we discussed on the last <laughs> episode, it was a full house. And I was really pleased to see a whole variety of people there. Like, I didn't know really what I was expecting, because I didn't know what to expect at all. I knew it had been written by Cindy Lauper. I had a rough idea of the storyline behind it, and I knew it was a true story. But I really was kind of open to everything. And yeah, there was all shapes, sizes and ages in the audience. And I was really pleased to see that, because you don't often see that at any musical. What shapes and sizes? Shapes, sizes and ages. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So large people, small people. Large people, small people, old people, young people. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like it when it's a show like that, which... It is, appeals to everybody. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was... um. 
You're not reviewing it, are you? No. Oh, oh no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's a feel-good musical. Yes. Um, I didn't like Oliver Tomsett. You didn't like Oliver Tomsett? No, I don't know if that's really? controversial. Well, because the lady that I was with, who, who plays the lead uh, role, Charlie Price, and whose story it is, the lady I was with is in love with Oliver Tomsett. And so that was part of the reason we were going for him, for her to see him and also for me to see the production. And yeah, she even said for her, he wasn't necessarily playing quite the right role. Because the role of Charlie Price is a very normal character, very like normal in inverted commas. You know, he's, he comes from Northampton and he's got a normal nine to five job and, and all of this. He's not a big, larger than life character. And I got the impression that Oliver Thompson was trying, he was holding back a bit too much. Right. So, Ah, yeah interesting he was in he was in wicked for quite a long time as well yes and she said he you know my my friend said he, he was brilliant in that he yeah. was brilliant in um the queen musical we will rock you yeah and um uh, yeah and even she said she was a bit off by that but anyway oh, but aside, anyway look oliver if you want to come oh, on the sorry. show yeah if you want to come on the show please feel do feel free she you doesn't can come and it. tell me personally how yeah, bad all, I am. all right leave it at that <laughs> But the that. other characters, some like the character of Lauren. Oh my goodness, I've never met a character like her before. She was crazy, yeah. absolutely nuts. But of course, the character that stole the show was Lola, um, the lead drag queen. And if you want to know more about it, you're going to have to go and watch it. But there is like we were all standing up at the end, all clapping, all singing. It's it is a definite feel good musical and a good musical from a pop writer. Yeah, because yeah. I went to go and see everybody talking about Jamie, which I've mentioned about five times now. And although I enjoyed it. That's been written by a pop, pop writer as well, um, Dan Gillespie Sells. But the feeling... Ha! <laughs> 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 that wasn't even... I didn't even script that. Didn't even that. plan I didn't that. even script oh. that, no. Um, but what I got around that was it, a lot of the songs sounded poppy and very feeling-esque, as in the pop group that he was in. Mm. Anyway, blah, blah. Still, That's still very good to go and see, but I enjoyed. I enjoyed Kinky Boots, full stop. Well, I'm glad you got to see it before it shuts its doors. Yes, I'm very pleased. Yeah. So on to the West End news. Now, the biggest story so far this year, I would say, is that dear Evan Hansen is finally transferring over here to the West End from Broadway for autumn next year. So the biggest story this year <laughs> is coming out next year. Yes. Lovely. Okay. Now I know you know I'm I'm only being silly. You are. I know your husband loves Dear Evan Hansen. I think has even gone on to say it's his favourite musical of all time. Well Or has ooh, he taken that back now? Controversial. I know. We'll have to get him on to discuss I think, this. Yes, I think it's up there for him with Hamilton. Okay. Um but he'd been wanting to see it for ages, so we went to Broadway this year to go and see it. And um, he was suitably... I love the way suitably... you just that in there. He... We went to Broadway to go and see it. Darling. Darling. Anyway, go on, yes. Uh, he was Tell suitably me. impressed with it. And What's it about? Well, it's a bit of a strange story, but it's about Evan Hansen, who's in high school. He's got a bit of social anxiety going on, mm-hmm. um, which sort of prevents him from connecting with other people and making friends. But one of his classmates dies... 
He fabricates a lie that brings him closer to the classmate's family while also allowing him to gain his own sense of purpose. I wasn't reading that from <laughs> any kind of biog at all, but it sounds it sounds like it sounds like a bit of a strange story, but it works. It's very up to date. The staging's really cool. Um, and the music is outstanding. And you should have a listen to uh, the cast album if you can. Okay. And who wrote music, please? Pasek and Paul. What? That famous duo. Have you heard of them? I Well, only because of you. Didn't you tell me that they wrote The Greatest Showman as well? They wrote, wrote the, the music, music to The Greatest Showman, yeah. yeah, Which I think everybody knows. Yes, and I uh, actually love that too. musical. Yeah, the music is fantastic. It's the cheesiest, most wonderful, best musical film I've ever seen. Yeah, it is brilliant. Mm. And I think they're going to do exceedingly well for themselves. Okay, uh, so at this time in 365 years. days, we should be able to go and see your husband's favourite <laughs> musical. Yes, you okay. should. Um, and you should sign up now for priority booking. Lovely. Now... What is this, please, I've read about? Only Fools and Horses the Musical. Well, it sounds a little bit random, but actually, if you look at this and who is doing the music for this musical, it could turn into a real money spinner. Is this this, a prediction or or is this... this, Yes, this is my prediction. I'm looking into my crystal ball. Um, Yes, so the son of the original writer, John Sullivan, Jim, he has teamed up with the magnificent comic... Whitehouse to write and produce a script and score to honour his father's legacy of the TV show Only Fools and Horses. So it's recreating the iconic series into this musical. It's starting from 9th of February for previews and it's going to be running until mid-June at the Theatre Royal Haymarket. Oh, that's interesting where Heathers is currently on. So that must mean it's... That's taking over. Wow, okay. There we go. So Paul Whitehouse is going to be taking centre stage as Grandad, which I mean... I remember watching Only Fools and Horses and Grandad took different... Was it Grandad and Uncle? It was Uncle That's Buster right. Merrifield and Grandad. So, yeah, but I think he'll be brilliant. It's that Tom Bennett is playing Del Boy and Ryan Hutton is going to be playing Rodney and it's going to feature material from the TV series. Now, I said earlier about the music. The music, if you think about it, can't really be from any other duo other than Chaz and Dave. Oh, brilliant. I know. Rabbit, 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 rabbit. Good job. I mean, it's going to be... It's, it's Oh, gonna... well, that's quite sad, isn't it? Because the only yeah. thing I know about Chaz and Dave is that we lost Chaz recently. Mm, I know. Yes, but oh. ho- hopefully a lasting legacy. For, yeah. I mean, they've got their lasting legacy anyway in all of their music, but still. So if you fancy that, and I actually think that might be... A re- I really hope it stays true to the brilliance that was David Jason and Nicholas Lindhurst. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? These actors yeah. have got a lot to live up they to do. when they're recreating those yeah. roles. So they're going to have to do something pretty spectacular because there'll be a little, lot of disappointed fans otherwise, I, yeah. I assume. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I think we know one per, one one member of our friends who'll be going to see it, don't we? <laughs> oh, yes. I've got a birthday present lined up here already. Yeah, <laughs> our friend Johnny is a huge Chaz and Dave fan. So uh, I think we have a prezzy idea for him there already, don't we? <laughs> Um, but bargain tickets, they're, they're from £24. So there you go. That's not a bad thing to go and see oh, at that magnificent theatre. 24 quid. Yes. That's not bad at all. Okay. I, and I'm guessing you can book from now. I believe so, yes. yes cool. Yeah. Uh, now, on to other news. Come From Away, which I know is one of your favourite musicals. I think, you, have you been to see this? Oh, when I went to Broadway. Darling. Yes. There we go. I don't know anyone else that goes to Broadway as much as he does. <laughs> um, that's actually opening in the West End in February. And we've just heard that Rachel Tucker of Wicked fame has signed up. Yes. Um, now, 
I had this all over social media and I was like, oh, that's exciting. Rachel Tucker's in Come From Away. And then I thought, who's Rachel Tucker? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this such a special well, piece of news? Rachel Tucker. Yeah. Um, she was famous. She was, of course, in Wicked. Right. She played Elfie. Ah, oh, okay. I did <clears throat> wonder if this would be her role, right? Yes. Um, and she's also done an awful lot of other stuff. Um in lots of different musicals. I won't name them now. I mean, um, social media were going absolutely mad for it. So I can only assume... I, I'm not going to go on because it makes me sound like a complete ignoramus, but Rachel Tucker is in Come From Away that will be opening in February. Um, but I gather... Now, I think there's something very exciting happening with a bit of an 80s vibe, but this doesn't exactly make you happy, does it? Well, no, uh, you're talking about Club Tropicana. Yes, yeah, yeah, Club yeah. Tropicana, so, uh, another bit of news here. So there, there, I'd never heard of this before. Club Tropicana the Musical, which sort of makes my toes curl a little bit. Why? Well, because I had a look at the website and it describes it as Love Island oh. meeting some 80s classics. And I'm like, oh, oh God. Um, they do awful things on Love Island. They do awful things on Love Island. And mix that with some eighties. I, I don't. I don't really get. Don't. I don't get it. The mixture. I think they're playing. Are they playing off the Wham theme? Are they? I mean, I don't know. Have they got the rights to play Wham well, songs? So, it opens on the twenty fourth of January uh, at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley. Okay. Um, and this is how it's described: the new musical set in Club Tropicana Hotel, where the drinks are free and the romance is in the air. Oh, oh! Features a <laughs> sounds a bit creepy. It does. It features a soundtrack of smash hit pop classics performed live on stage. So I'm guessing yes. Well, it's got a bit of an all star lineup, hasn't it? Oh, I've... Joe McEldry. Yes. Who was in Joseph? Didn't he win that? The... He, he won um, X Factor. X Factor. Yeah. That's right. Is the climb. <laughs> That's his song. Anyway. Where did that come from? I don't know. Could you not do it again? Sorry. Neil McDermott, who uh, is in Eugenius and is also in EastEnders. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Kate uh, Robbins. She's very famous. Kate Robbins. Yeah. And another Wicked star, Emily Tierney. Oh, but exciting. Um, um, Amelie Beraba from Sugar Babes. She was the third one that joined after Mitchie left. Right, I don't know her. <laughs> but it's her professional stage debut. Look, I think I think if you like you a want, little bit of 80s, I'm going to go. You want to see it. I'm going. You? Well, I'm going to rely on you to go and see it and not review it. Okay. But talk about it. Okay. Okay. Well, a new play that has just opened starring Jonathan Price and Eileen Atkins. We're moving on now. Oh, we're, we're moving, moving on. on something moving more on. serious. Yeah. Moving on. Um, it's called The Height of the, the Height of the Storm. I'm look, Actually, I'd like to see this. I would really like to see it because they've done... Cleverly is if you go on, if you Google it, <clears throat> they've got a little um, video clip with Jonathan, with the actors in it. And um, it gives you a much better idea of what you can expect when you go and see it ah. um, than reading any kind of review. And based on that, I would love to go and see it. Anyway, it's written by uh, Florain Zeller, who's a French writer, and he has been described as the most exciting playwright of our times. And I think that in combination with Jonathan Price mm. and Eileen Atkins can only, can only be good. Yeah, no, and I, I think... Um... There must be some good offers on tickets there, so I, I yeah. shall research that and perhaps we should go and have a little look. £25 tickets on my favourite app. Oh, really? Yeah. Bargain. And it's I just want to tell you, it explores love and fragility of your life. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you for telling me that. Take your tissues as well. Take your tissues. Tear jerker. 
Um, lastly, Matthew Bourne is <gasps> back. I love Matthew Bourne. His next production is a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Very excited about this. It's opening in May at the Leicester Curve, and then it moves to Sadler's Wells just for a month, though. Oh. Um, so, have you have you seen his stuff? Yes, Sounds like I saw have, yeah. The Nutcracker. I saw Swan Lake. I haven't seen anything recent. Oh, I saw The Car Man. Oh, I love The Car Man. Yeah, I really enjoyed The Car Man. Yeah, that was great. Um, I haven't seen anything in the last few years. Because his last production was The Red Shoes, wasn't it? In 2016. So that's it's taken right. a little bit of time for him to come back. But I'm, that's just going to make it all more brilliant, in yeah. my opinion. Um, great. Oh, I nearly forgot. Mary Poppins <gasps> is returning to the West End next autumn. I love it. And... Why is that? Well... Just- Back to this popular is, demand? This is just what I was going to say. I think that Sir Cameron... Uh, Sir Cameron, if you'd like to come on the show, you're more than welcome. Sir Cameron uh, might be timing this with uh, the new Disney Mary Poppins Returns, which comes out at Christmas. Oh. Not saying that he's riding on the wave of anything there. Very clever. You do what you have to in this you life. You do what you have to. You do what you, you have do. to. But I'm pleased because it's coming back. And guess what? One of the Stralands is in it. Really? Yeah. Which one? Do we know? No. I, well, okay. I Google it. Okay. I should be telling you because this is a podcast about the stage. But uh, anyway, you can have a look. Now, when I was sat waiting for the company curtain to raise. Yes. Uh, that usual thought went through my mind. How will this audience behave tonight? Is that what you think? It's sad, isn't it? Um, this is something I always think. What sort of an experience am I going to have tonight? Am I going to be sucked into the show so much that I forget about the audience around me? Or is there going to be some twonk? sat somewhere near me who is going to ruin this whole experience oh now is it just me who thinks this then well i definitely do not think i don't sit at the beginning of the performance presuming or assuming that everyone around me is going to be annoying because my <laughs> assumption is is that they're there to see the production no i've got that wrong obviously well, no. but yeah no i get what you mean the moment and actually this happened in kinky boots Go on, tell me your annoyances, because I'll... Yeah, go on. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> we can run through them, and you can play at home. Mobile phones, of course. That's what happened in Kinky Boots. The, what, the went lights off? went down. This woman, I couldn't see because she was in front of me. This woman was on her mobile phone, and you could see the green screen lighting up. She was playing on her phone. I don't know what she was playing. With, and the lights had gone down? Lights had gone down, and the, and the show had started. Oh. And my friend next to me was looking at me going, like, what's she doing? And I looked over and that's when I could see her. But if you're in somebody's eye line, I mean, that's yes. the most annoying, annoying thing. thing ever. Yeah, and I, do you know what? I, I'm not scared at saying anything to anyone now. No, I think, yeah, good yeah. for you. Shame them into it. Um, but so sorry, also, yes. The other thing that annoys me is people who always take pictures of everything from the minute they sit down. Like the fire curtain and what? the programme oh, and what they're eating. This is the Instagram generation. I said, that makes you sound old, doesn't it? Um, that, anno- that, <laughs> that that annoys me. Loud talkers. Yeah, I mean, always. People who like to sit there and go, oh, of course, when I saw the original, and talk all that rubbish. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Let me enjoy the show, please. I don't like it when other audience members, this could turn just into a really moany podcast, when other audience members, um, they choose the wrong end to go so they force all of, when they when they go into their seats oh, I know they mean. haven't looked at the seating numbers yeah. properly yeah. so they've gone to the wrong end so they're seat 50 but they've gone to the one and they're forcing everybody between seats to 1 and 47 up. to 48 to stand up yeah. and it's like if you'd listened to the person at the back named the usher yes. they would have told you which way to go yes 
don't have your eye on your phone thinking about which picture you're going to take next and post on Instagram. Talk to this person standing in front of you. Yeah. I'm going to moan with that <laughs> turned the other way around. Yeah. If you are one of those people who does that. Yeah. And I have done that before. <gasps> I have been the one who's gone to the other oh, aisle. Oh my goodness. So what I do is I turn that around in my head and I'm like, look, I made a mistake here. I'm really sorry. Would you mind? I'm really sorry. Can I get past it? I'm, I'm really, really sorry. The people who do not stand up and sit there and expect you to crawl over their lap to get to your seat. I say good on them. Yeah, I know you do. Because <laughs> that would be me. No. Yeah. Get back the other way. Yeah. I'm going to stamp on your handbag as I go past. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> Crush everything. Yeah. Oh, it? sorry. Was that your handbag? Sorry about that. Uh, people who review the show really loudly as the curtain comes down. I wrote that one. That annoys me. Well, Never. it was good. It was, it was okay. And you're like, all right. Calm down. Calm down. Calm no. down. And also, probably because the actors can still hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and last but not least... People who do the knowing laugh during the show. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and, and there's only one person who ever does it, and they're lone and they're loners, and they do it on. And you're like, what are you laughing at? I, I saw this. Yes, it's, it's hilarious. That's it. That's yes. the one. That annoys I me. don't do that. There we go. All right. Well, that's my moan over. <laughs> there what we what go. this happens? What I'm hoping is happening. People listening are going, oh, what annoys me? You can always let us know. Yes, please do. Please, please. <laughs> um, okay. Now let's, I think, let's bring this up to a more positive note. Let's be positive. fly to Broadway and find out the biggest news over there. And I mean quite literally big news, because we spoke about this in the previous episode. King Kong the Musical. Tell me about this, because in my head, how are they going to make King Kong King Kong? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. But I'm also worried that it might be a huge, costly flop. Um, Do you remember Spider-Man the musical that opened on Broadway? It cost an absolute fortune. It's like one of the most expensive musicals ever. And it just went... In fact, I think someone badly injured themselves on set. It was like... It was struck by all this lots of bad news. I think it opened... It was written by um, U2, man. Oh, Bono. Bono. Okay. I think it was anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong, listener. Um, but anyway, let's hope it's not like that. Yes, fingers crossed. Uh, because it's it, how it's being sold over there is from Jack Thorne, the Olivier Award-winning writer of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Now, I've, I've not seen that, but obviously heard great things about it. Comes a thrilling theatrical take on the world's most epic modern myth, directed and choreographed by Olivier Award winner Drew McConey, with an electrifying new score by Marius de Vries. And if you've heard of him, he was the um, he's from La La Land fame, um, and Eddie Perfect from Strictly Ballroom. King Kong comes alive on Broadway through an innovative mix of robotics, puppetry, and stagecraft. So mm. very exciting. And obviously, it's the it's the same storyline. It's the that classic story, isn't it? Yeah. Follows the ambitious young actress and a maverick filmmaker as they voyage from the bustling streets of 1930s New York to an uncharted island to capture the greatest wonder the world has ever seen. There you go. It does sound amazing. Um, what do you think Kong is going to look like? Is the big question. <laughs> well, when we first started talking about this, I had in my mind, you know in Panto when you have Jack and the Beanstalk and you've got the giant. And sometimes they do it just the giant has a big voice. But or I don't, legs. Just or big just legs. the legs. So, yeah, yeah so you've got yeah. from the feet up to the waist, and that's kind of yeah, yeah. the stage floor to ceiling. But you kind of need Kong's whole body yeah. in order f- yeah. to be terrifying. So, I don't know. That was just the amusing thing in my mind. Maybe. I've seen his. I've holograms? seen. No, I've seen the face. It is a big puppet. 
Okay. So you see his puppet, but so I don't maybe... know how. I don't know about his waist is midriff. I don't know how that's going maybe to be it's... done. Oh, I don't know. No. We could make lots of assumptions on this but anyway um so it officially opens on november the 8th um and it did originally open in melbourne though back in 2013 so it's been doing the rounds for quite a long time wow um i also did a bit of googling for reviews you'll be pleased to know and the average was three stars that was back in 2013 um but they all said how gaspingly amazing the effects and puppetry were the songs got some really good comments but story-wise it didn't really seem to click quite so well on stage However, there was one interesting review, which I'm not entirely sure I'm particularly happy reading. <laughs> the use of tits and arse in particular can feel utterly gratuitous. What? Well, my question is, why do we need tits and arse in King Kong? I mean, was he watching the correct... Ver- I don't understand. <laughs> oh, do you think it was? It might have been because the, the female lead in it wears very little? But she doesn't need to, does she? No, She's only she playing an actress. no. Um, it did go on to mention the extremely terrible portrayal of women. Oh, I guess, you know, maybe five years on in Time's Up campaign, things might have changed a little bit, but yeah. who knows? Um, so I had a look on Playbill whilst you were doing your Google research of the 2013 production and the previews are fully sold out by the looks of things. And oh, wow. Plenty of uh, big buzz about it. So all we can hope is that King Kong travels over here and it's a success. Yes. Good luck. So are you going to be seeing anything next week? Uh, well, I, I'd i like to go and try and get some tickets to see that play you mentioned earlier, The Height of the Storm. Oh, yes. So if you'd like to come along, you can, of uh, course. No, uh, thank you for asking, but not after the discussion about theatre annoyances, <laughs> because you'll probably just tread on my bag. Um, but I have just got tickets to go and see. I'm so excited about this. The fantastic Laura Linney in My Name is Lucy Barton. She's going to be reprising her role that she had uh, this summer. It's coming back next year at the Bridge Theatre. It's a one-woman show. Um, I think it's only on... From the beginning of January through to mid-February. Um, tickets are from £15 and it actually looks like it might be a good a good venue to be looking at. It's been directed by Richard Eyre, fantastic director. So, um, I mean, that's not until February next year. So next week, nothing planned. OK, well, that's all right. I, I've, I saw that when it was on. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't you know, have I don't to like burst to my bubble. And, <laughs> but, no, in fact, don't uh, no, tell me. I'm I don't want tell to you know. Anything. I'm not going to tell you anything. I am not saying a word. It's been reprised for a reason. <laughs> Don't get angry. <laughs> Don't get angry. Now, uh, right. Now, last thought uh, for this week. So the hubby and I went past Phantom at yeah. Her Majesty's the other day on the bus. Yes. And I said to him, I'd love to see it again. I haven't seen it in ages. Um, and it just made me think, are there any of the oldies out there that you'd like to visit? So I thought we could revive some excitement about the classics and make it a mission to see something we've not seen in years to see how it sort of stands up these days what a fantastic idea um i did go and see the phantom of the opera about three years ago for exactly the same reason but the guy i was with hadn't seen it so we went we got last minute tickets at one of those booths in leicester square quite expensive but we were in the front row and it was phenomenal yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, whatever you think, it is of its time, but the vocal performances are fantastic. It's a great story and it's very moving. Yeah. So I loved that. But I have also been revisiting the music of Starlight Express because that was the first musical I ever went to go and see. I so, think it was mine as well. How was funny. it? Yeah, yeah. And it is I brilliant. Love it. And that came, we were talking about, we always talk about the other palace. If you'd like to sponsor us, you can. Um, that, that came back at the Other Palace not that long ago. Did it? And, okay. And uh, Weber has... Um, 
I burped there, sorry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lloyd Webber has uh, reworked it slightly. Okay. And he's reopening it back in Germany, I think, this new version. Um, it is a great musical, I love it. I Yeah. Starlight Express, answer me yes. Are you, are you real? real? Yes, yes or no? Oh, no. You you are. Why aren't you still on stage? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. You, you need to get back on it. Um, that was beautiful. On that note, on that note uh, if you'd like to see any revived, or you want to go and see your favourite show, then maybe we should. I think we should go and see something that's been on for years. Not lay. So do I. Not lay Miz. No, no, no. Not the mouse trap either. No, I've seen that a lot. Of... We'll find something. We'll, we'll find come something. back and let you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. We shall see you next week. Bye. Bye. bye.